0: Hey, it's Brendan Gennetti.
1: And I'm Devin O'Haron.
0: And you're listening to Music You're Missing.
1: And we have the lovely Cassidy King coming up with you today.
0: Yes, lovely is an understatement. She's I have a been. Delight. Yeah, I've been so excited. And I, I know we say this pretty much every time, but there was something about Cassidy King. When I first heard her EP, Not So Picture Perfect, uh, I was like holy shit (laughs) I was
1: like oh my god we need her like
0: I just could not wait to unpack I think it's because she's really poetic in everything that she does she's deep exactly and I wanted to get even deeper and unpack what some of that means so I'm just I'm so beyond excited to talk to her
1: so we found Cassidy because my sister, also named Cassidy, mm. uh, created a list of potential artists that Th- me and Brendan should interview. The
0: funniest thing. So for for no reason, I mean, uh, we appreciate it yeah. for sure, but like she just sent Devin randomly a spreadsheet. At like
1: two o'clock in the morning. Of a bunch
0: of artists that, you know, she thinks would be good for the show. And funnily enough, funnily? Funny? I don't know if that's fu- a word. Fu- hey guys. Funnily. Well, because like a funnel cake. Yeah. A funnel beer funnel. Funnily. Funnily. I don't know. We'll look it up. Anyways, funnily enough, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the very first person on the list was Cassidy King. Googled yeah. her.
1: And the rest is history.
0: So she kind of first gained some traction with a uh, viral freestyle. She eventually came out with a few tracks, including one that blew up called Professional Smiler.
1: It's hard which has amassed over 2.7 million views on youtube so if you have not seen it yet definitely go check it out
0: yeah so professional smiler really helped carve a place for her in the music industry as well as create a safe place for the lgbtq plus community um on her music, on her social media pages as well. And ever since, she's been really vocal about her struggles, um, her triumphs. um,
1: She's received amazing feedback.
0: And we'll definitely dive into her influence, as well as break down some of her tracks when we get her on the line in just a bit. Before that, if this is your first time ever listening to Music You're Missing, I just first want to say welcome. Secondly, we want to tell you a little bit about what the show is all about. Devin, why was Music You're Missing born
1: so it is giving these artists who have so many streams and are doing so well on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Music. It helps us get to know them a little bit more and it's learning more about the artists directly from the source, which is themselves.
0: Yeah, definitely. Like there are so many talented artists that have such high streaming numbers, meaning, you know, their songs are resonating with so many people, but they're they're not, they're not many outlets in which they can discuss their work. So that especially is exactly right
1: now during COVID. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's so much, and especially with touring and it's stuff. It's hurdle. canceled.
1: Yeah. It's a way for them to interact with their listeners. Cause it's not like you can do meet and greets and anything right Mm-mm. now. Like it has to be virtual. And I mean, we are doing that for them.
0: We are not just a podcast either. We also have a streaming playlist called music you're missing and it is available where Devin
1: And can I get a drum roll, please?
0: That doesn't sound like drums, but.
1: (laughs) Um, It is available on Apple Music and Spotify.
0: Yes, every single artist that we have featured on this show has their music then featured on the playlist. Cassidy King's EP, Not So Picture Perfect, is streaming right now at the top of the Spotify playlist, as well as a bunch of other hand-selected songs that kind of fit the vibe of the rest of the artists that we interview. I think that pretty much sums it up. Should we just get Cassidy on the line now or what?
1: Oh, probably. I don't think they want to hear us talk anymore. <laughs>
0: no, and I also really want to chat with Cassidy. Me too. All right, let's get her on the line. We are joined with Cassidy King. How's it going, Cassidy?
1: I'm doing pretty well. How are you?
0: Hi, I'm so excited to chat with We're you.
1: Literally, we cannot even begin to explain how excited we are. Oh my god, stop! I'm going to pee! No, like, (laughs) I'm not being dramatic. When I commented and said I'm obsessed with the whole EP on Instagram, I, like, was not being dramatic. It's the only thing I've listened to for the past week.
2: I commented
1: back so quick, I was like, "Fuck yes!" I was literally like, "That's my fucking girl right there." Like, I can't. I was like, my whole heart. You should see what we're in right now. Like, it's what honestly it? like embarrassing.
0: We are in a makeshift studio at the moment, but yeah. we're basically in an art studio, which is so cool. Um, but we are we're, we're really makeshift with the sound erasing right now. So we have a mannequin holding up a soundproof blanket. <laughs>
1: What? Yes, <laughs> uh, we have a mannequin Holding three blankets Brendan is <laughs> under a light um the blanket is stapled to the wall
0: but you know what it sounds good
1: can i see can you send me a photo yeah oh
0: absolutely <laughs> absolutely
2: yes listen that's when the be- that's how the best stuff comes out though it's oh like, 100 not trying honestly even when you're like around better equipment i don't know if you guys are like this but i feel like more intimidated when i'm around like really fancy equipment that i have to like perform you know what I mean
0: oh well for sure because when we're in like one of the real studios we, i my board probably has about 200 buttons on it okay i have a condensed board for when we do the podcast it has four <laughs> like, what what do those buttons even do
1: i don't know i still don't even know how to use it i make brendan do everything i'm like honey
2: you flick the head wait are you guys like together like you said yes honey, so you guys like a thing oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs>
1: no he's like my brother oh. <laughs> <laughs> so the other day we had a photo shoot and we oh, were like
0: fuck, i'm so sorry oh, no, no okay. it's so
1: funny because the other day we were having a photo shoot and we were like do you think if someone saw us right now they would think like we, we, these are engagement pictures and like it was like the closest we've ever been in my like i had to like hold her hands for like five years and we were both like oh my god like it's like touching a sibling <laughs>
2: Yeah, listen you said honey so I was like oh'm
0: not <laughs> <laughs> you had said that you were a little intimidated by some of the equipment I'm wondering where do you typically record
2: so um like when I first started making music I was going into like kind of big studios and i've I've been in I've been in them and I go to them but I do most of like probably ninety percent of all of my recordings are done at uh, my producer Tyler's house and he has a studio like in his house and I had never really before working with him I had never really worked in a house like a home studio before mm-hmm. and once I started working with him I was doing a lot more in his studio so that's where like a majority of my music is made now and it's so much more comfortable it's like there's not like this just like pressure that you have to be making uh. I don't know, there's not, like, an expectation of what you need to be making at every single moment. It's, like, we can, like, oh, like, we can go sit on the couch and, like, watch TV if we're having, like, an off moment, or, like, there's not so much pressure to be, like, working so much in a short amount of time. It's like I can go there and like spend the whole entire day there mm-hmm. and have it be really relaxed and the art comes very naturally rather than going to like an ex like a really, really, really nice studio for like two hours and I have to like, oh, I gotta get this done and then like I feel like since I'm around all this equipment and I'm I'm booking this room, I have to like I have to make something spectacular and the more I try to do that I end up overthinking myself into a pit of death and I don't make <laughs> anything. So I just like it's so much better like this. And he's like
1: Five minutes away from me so we live oh, like five that's perfect so there, i bother him every day <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say i i never thought of it like that like i didn't think about i mean obviously i am not a singer <laughs> but um, I never you, thought hey, of that. About... You, you can if you want to be. No producer can make magic with this. That's all I have Maybe to Maybe Tyler say. could. Maybe <laughs> Tyler. Hey, Tyler, do you have uh, any openings? But,
0: Let uh... me get a feature. I want a feature from you, please. <laughs> um, I... I'm
1: going to hold you to that, honestly. <laughs> Wait, so today I texted Brendan, and I was like, I literally think I'm losing my mind. I just like I was just alone, and I realized I, w- I just started singing like High School Musical out loud. <laughs> To myself, and no one was around, and I realized I was like, This is a very low point in my life. <laughs> <laughs> no, I point. <play. laughs> what song was it? Um, okay, you know when, ah, uh, you know the one when it was like Sharpay was like,
0: Bop to the top? No,
1: it's like, This is not what I want. Oh, Da-da-da. fabulous. Yes, 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 mm. yes. So that. Okay, I can definitely get like a great, like, idea of who you
0: are, by who you are <laughs> wait cassidy that is so correct by, right you
1: can just tell by who's singing what song like what kind of
0: character they be and, uh, musical. <laughs> oh okay all right cassidy what would your go-to high school musical sing along to yourself be then
2: i am doing i like not even i don't even have to think about it it's definitely bet on it oh yeah and oh. Or it's like it's definitely get your head in the game. Like. I mean it's definitely those two, but definitely bet on it because I did that for like a fourth grade uh, talent show. Shut
1: <laughs> up! That is amazing. <laughs> did you
0: have a core Did you have full choreo for that?
2: Oh! Oh my God! Yeah, we went to my friend's house like the day before, and we
1: spent hours. It. <laughs> <laughs> I want to so see a dumb. video of that. No, I Okay, fine. I'll have to look for
0: it. <laughs> we should definitely somehow work that into like a loop in one of your songs. Yeah.
2: I can cover one of them, but I need you as Sharpay because, like, I don't
1: know. Like, I mean, your
0: help. she also looks like Sharpay, I mean, so if you, you guys might be on something. <laughs> right.
1: I'm talking to Sharpay right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sharpay Evans is that? And you? honestly,
0: like, I'm Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> literally you know what a great transition you know you mentioned high school and i couldn't help but notice you are from a town with a population of 5179 uh we are not from anything like that so i'm wondering living in such a close-knit community you know whether you wanted it to be or not that's got to shape you as a person
2: you know i i i i Think like growing up in a small town, you just learn to know everybody so well, mm-hmm. and the people that I had just like grown up with, I've known my entire life, and it's like everybody knows everybody's business. Like if one person says one thing, like everybody knows, like the entire town knows. And like I think my town is known for like maple syrup, so like uh like we just it's it's actually it's a it's a small cute little town. I think obviously I've just grown to appreciate it at this point in my life. Yeah obviously it gets troublesome for a lot of people just being feeling different growing up in a place that is very just like um gravitated towards just being small and there's not a lot of people there's not a lot of exposure to the outside world especially growing up when I did and it wasn't social media was obviously a thing but it wasn't as relevant as it is now and obviously we're in a world now where it's like everything is social media everything is technology but it wasn't really like that growing up in, like, middle school and elementary school and even some of high school. But it was like you really didn't have a reach to the the outside world. It felt like your whole world was kind of just consumed in this town. Mm -hmm. And that's what I thought for just a really, really, really long time because, like, I didn't have any kind of outreach to other people. But, you know, I mean, I've grown to appreciate it, and I'll always just, like, fill that place with love because I think that it has shaped me into who I am, and it's made me, like, fight for who I ha- who, for who I am in a, a really powerful and strong way, because there's so many people that, like, felt the way that I did, and they feel as if, like, they're kind of trapped, or it's, like, a small town, like, I have to get out, and, like, I feel that, you know, and it's, like, people can get, you know, you can make something of yourself, you know, and, like, anything is possible, because obviously, like, growing up in that town, a lot of people just, it's very just, uh it's old, fat like, there's a certain way of doing things that a lot of people do when they leave high school, you know, just being mm-hmm. in a small town, like everybody normally just like goes to college, comes back home and just starts a family and, and marries like their high school sweethearts and all of that. And I never felt like that was going to be something that I wanted to do. So I felt like kind of like isolated and I felt just like with sexuality too. I was just, I battled with that a ton in high school, but you know, I'm really grateful for it. And I have just like, there's just so much love there. And like, I'll always keep filling that place with love and, like, I just have to keep talking about that place just because there's so many people that need a voice from there. Whether it's queer, whether it's just POC, whether it's different, however people feel, seeing people for humans and being able to, like, make people see that in that town. And I'll always speak on it and I'll always be loud, you know?
0: Definitely. I mean, it's easy to... You know, come from a place like that and have so much resentment towards it, but to be able to kind of fill your mind with gratitude for it is is huge, and it's a that's a huge maturation process, absolutely.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think if I if I ever like filled that place with anything besides love, like I can't help anyone from there. Mm-hmm. You know, like I know that if I I kind of put it into the perspective of like, okay, if I were in high school and I saw somebody that was from Chardon, Ohio openly queer and openly themselves and was like doing well and what they wanted to do that would be so inspiring for me to see and that would have saved me just knowing that there was somebody who like did that from the place that I was at you know mm-hmm. like that's why I can't because if I if I ever just kind of disown it or I like disregard it and I don't talk about it and like I don't fill that place with love it's like that's what it needs is love and like people have to know that It's okay to be different from there. And if I stop talking about it, then people aren't going to know that there's people that are from there that have made it out okay. And, like, I get so passionate talking about it because I know that I needed that when I was growing up. Like, I knew I needed that person. So I have to be that.
1: Honestly, you're really inspiring not only to your small town, but I feel like small towns everywhere.
0: Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of struggling with your identity is – Not knowing that you can be something else (laughs) because a lot of this stuff is so uh, instilled upon you just socially, and you don't even necessarily realize. But you know, women are conditioned to act a certain way, men are conditioned to act a certain way, uh, heteronormativity as well. And, And especially with the small town, that's not something you learn about. So, for you to kind of serve as like the voice from that town, as well as obviously your music's. Uh, moving on to a a bunch of other places to you to serve as a a voice like that is super powerful and super important
2: i really i really appreciate that that makes me uh feel really great that you said that because i feel like that's just like a reassurance thing that i like i really want that like that's what that's what i want my music to be you know like it's really important for people to know that it's okay to to be different and it's like it's okay. It's going to be okay.
0: You know, and like people can be okay. I mean, I've got some more reassurance for you. Here are some <laughs> yeah. comments on some of the videos that you have uh, posted. These are comments that people I'm assuming you don't know. Cause there's like thousands of comments on them. Um, one person said, you don't even know how much this means to me. That was on the professional smiler video. Um, one person said, this song is released the same day. It came out to my best friend. Holy shit. I'm crying. I wish I had found this before. Um, such a long time ago and wow this is exactly how i'm feeling thank you so much you don't know how much you helped me like how does that feel to know that you are able to touch so many people but like you said you're from a town of 5174 to be exact
2: man that honestly i just i feel like i want to cry i'm like i'm such i'm so emo but like i honestly it's like as much as like those comments are saying that that I've helped them. Mm -hmm. It's like them just saying that like helps me just like it's, that's why I feel as if I have a very uh, close relationship with just whoever it is. It's like, yeah, I've never met these people, but I feel as if I know them because if they're saying that that means I went through exactly what they went through. And if I can speak those words for them without them having to say anything and just like hearing that through a song, it's like that could make them feel better. And just by them saying that like, oh, I relate to this or like, oh, like, This put everything that I was feeling into words and, like, you articulated my thoughts without me having to say anything. It's Mm -hmm. like that gives me reassurance because then I don't think what I'm feeling is, is wrong or, like, it's not valid. It's all a validation of feelings on both ends. So I don't think it's, like, I feel so incredibly grateful for that and that, that I can help them but I'm like I'm even more grateful that they're like helping me in a way. It's like, it's amazing it's like a feeling that I really can't even describe but it it feels it feels so great. I just feel like I have a purpose and I have a voice and I have to just keep using it because I don't know who it can help.
1: Music is a funny thing. It just makes everyone it really helps people even if you don't know it. I
2: mean being, being vulnerable is scary as fuck. Like even like it's not easy to be vulnerable we've built this like idea that if you cry or like if you are emotional like you're soft you're like a wimp i mean that's Mm -hmm. the way i was kind of like i thought it was for a long time it was just like oh if if you're vulnerable like if you're being vulnerable like you're being softy like you're weak and it's like it's not like we're people we're humans, we have feelings we cry like we get upset and those emotions are so powerful why don't we talk about them we
0: should i think that it's interesting you say being vulnerable is is really hard to do because when we you know look at the the ep it's super vulnerable is there any material that you have scratched because you weren't necessarily comfortable putting it out there um
2: no i put everything out there put it all out on the line obviously there were days where i was like oh wow I'm like, I'm re- this this is a very uh, intense story that I'm going to tell, and that I'm going to put it out for the world to hear, and, like, I'm letting the entire world into my mind and in my emotions and my feelings, which is what a lot of people have a hard time doing, mm-hmm. um, especially I did, too, for a long time. Obviously, music helps me with that, but, um, yeah, there were days where I was scared. I was just like, I'm, I'm like putting my emotions and my feelings on a plate and like i'm just gonna i have to talk about it and i know that just in interviews i was like i'm gonna have to go through something that's gonna make me be able to talk about these because they all have so much weight to them and mm-hmm. they all carry something and i just knew um i was gonna have to come to terms with every single song whether i wanted to or not and that just helped me in in general which is coming to terms with the story and, and the emotions itself but yeah, I mean, it's not, I didn't, I didn't chalk anything. I know we're working on a Safe Places acoustic right now, and um that's a ripper, like, that, that shit hurts, and it stings, and when we did the stripped version, like, I, there were times where I would, like, have to leave the studio, like, I would have to thank God for Tyler's house, because there were just days where I'm like, I don't know if I can record this song right now, like, this is so much. And then when you record, it's like you hear the mixing and like you hear him like producing. And I was like, I would have to sit there and like pretend like this song isn't playing in the background because it carried so much to me. And I wasn't necessarily even healed from it at the time. But I think the acoustic version, just like it was so bare and it was so intimate and it was just like my voice on a piano. And I was like, Mm -hmm. Holy fuck. I'm like, I'm not okay (laughs) right now. So it took us like, I mean, we started Safe Places Acoustic in, like, July, and we're just finishing it. Like, it, wow. we just finished it because there were days where I was like, I'm not opening that song right now. Like, I can't open that song because I know what it's going to do to my day. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean,
0: you're not just opening a project. You're opening yourself up. Some, like, <laughs> you're unlocking yeah, memories. Man, like, it's hard. I think, but just, like, hearing it, like, over, I've,
2: I've gotten to the point where now it's, like, finished, and I've, like, gone through all that to heal, and honestly, like, It's just helped me heal from from the situation, you know, just from pain, just, like, by, you know, putting it out there and letting people hear it. And, like, everybody loves being validated. (laughs) Like, everybody feels crazy (laughs) until they're validated. So just to – even you guys saying that just means a lot, you know?
0: So you said in an interview that your music, it represents a lot of what you actually needed when you were going through certain things. So I'm wondering which artists or tracks you turn to as you were figuring yourself out, and even nowadays when when you're going through hard times.
2: Definitely Paramore. Um, oh, after sh- laughter uh... that, think, yeah. That after laughter, I don't know if you've heard that. Oh yeah, um,
0: mm-hmm. you know, really? My,
2: one of my good friends showed me that album. Like, actually, probably two years after it even dropped. Like, that album just like changed my life. So yeah, most definitely after laughter.
0: Well, I think that is interesting because like, wasn't the lead single "Hard Times"?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, and like that whole that all of that work, I just felt like was just putting the same thing. It was like just putting every single thought that was going through um you know Haley's mind uh like the the entire band's mind just like put it out on a plate. And mm-hmm. they were so unapologetic about it. You know, and like mm-hmm. it helped so many people. I know not even myself how many people that those stories within that project helped. Like, I know so many people, and it's just, like, it's really great. That's it, It's, like, my favorite album ever.
0: I think that's also interesting because Paramore, specifically that album, I feel like they do a really great job of hitting on really tough topics, or, or just not even tough, but things that, you know, often go unsaid. But they deliver it with this kind of upbeat, Sound I haven't heard from them, and I feel like you do that as well. You have a lot of uh, tracks that are really upbeat, um, and you know they make you kind of want to dance. But also at the end of the day, they're they're hitting on topics that are you know hit close to home. So why do you, you think they you, know you want to cry? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Why do you think you choose to deliver them with such you know spunk?
2: Art is inspiration, and like that was so powerful. Uh, for me just realizing it's like okay so the words can like the words can be sad and the music can be happy almost mm-hmm. and that's like a beautiful thing within itself because I think a lot of us just do that <laughs> they're like wait I'm like Okay, but I'm like not okay. But I mean, like at least you know I can say this over like a happy beat, so it like feels okay. So I don't have to maybe think about it all the way.
1: Yeah, know? it's mm-hmm. like it's like laughing things off when you you're actually like really mad about it, and you're just like, oh, I'm fine. Don't worry about it. Like I'm just gonna go about my day. You didn't just ruin the whole thing. Just buy
2: me. Why you only love me in safe places He was the vase but I cut the flowers He's only set is I wait for hours Why you only love me in safe places
0: So your sound wasn't always necessarily like this. I had heard in an interview that you had a bunch of music out that you had since scrapped um because you didn't think it represented who you are as a person. First off, that is so fucking cool that you <laughs> were you gained traction, obviously, I mean that they amassed a heavy amount of streams and then you were just cool erasing them because they they weren't authentic to who you are as an artist.
2: Yeah. I mean, I um yeah, that was uh probably it was like 2017 those songs were coming out and I was in a really really um dark place with just my artistry and just who I was as a person Mm -hmm. obviously who I was as a person was not comfortable I was just I didn't know who I was and I was just making this music that was so disingenuous to who I who I was because I didn't know who I was I was trying to like be this thing that everybody was telling me that I should be and I was trying to write a certain way because I was actually i was writing two beats and like that were being sent and like felt as if i had to write a song about something catered towards the production rather than towards what i was feeling so it actually like me not knowing who i am affected the music i was making so much because it was all over the place like there was no uh, authenticity at all to Mm -hmm. what i was doing and I just wanted to drop it because I felt like I had to and like people were watching and it was a really scary time for me and um I just think that that's not a piece of me that I want out there and if my whole thing is to be vulnerable and to be what you see what you get is like I can't have that that out there and it doesn't it doesn't make me happy and it doesn't Give a good representation of who I am or what I can do, and that's not something I want people listening to and being like, oh, "Okay, like that's Cassidy King," because it's not you know it's not fair, to anyone involved. So, it's taken off, and um, yeah, I I'm really it's one of the best decisions that I've made. I felt like I was like letting uh, letting a piece of that go, but there was a lot of there was a lot in my the earlier stages of my career where I was just like so confused because i kind of when i did go graduate from high school and left the town that i grew up in like i had so much to unpack mm-hmm. like i had so many things that just started making sense and it was all happening so quickly like and i and i i was kind of discovering myself while making music so it was just like it was a lot to unpack and i had to do i had to deal with a lot of identity issues sexuality and who i wanted to be as an artist and i was doing that while i was dropping music and my music was a representation of that so um yeah i'm glad that it it's it's off now and i can only promise people that i will always just give myself and nothing more moving forward
0: i mean that really shows too with what you put out not so picture perfect it's so unlike anything that i've heard before especially from an artist like yourself where you are still growing within the industry this could honestly you could have told me that this was you know like your sophomore album or like your fourth out like it just seems like you've really established yourself um obviously not to say you're not going to continue to grow and change but it just really seems authentic to who you are and your social media presence as well like it just seems very cassidy king
2: thank you that makes me man i can't tell you how long i want like I wanted that and, like, needed that, and, like, I used to look at my, I actually used to look at my social media, like, three years ago, I'm like, oh, shit, I'm lying to so many people, this is not, (laughs)
1: I'm
2: like, I, that just feels good knowing, because I, I'm like, now I'm at the place where it's just like, okay, now I'm on the right path, and, like, I'm going down the right path and not feeling, it just feels good, so I appreciate that, man.
1: Do you think there was a time where the switch kind of flipped and you are like, okay, I need to stop? putting out all this fake stuff and just start being me. Is there like a moment?
2: Oh, yeah. I mean, um, there were so many moments that I probably should have noticed. And there were a lot of moments that I just did not acknowledge. But uh, there was like one I remember vividly. It was December of 2018. And I had just done a show at the Beachland Ballroom in Cleveland. And I I had a manager at the time who was just very, he always kind of, put in my head that I had to just be feminine like I just remember all the time I'm like I always heard like you you gotta like have this sex image like you gotta look like this like it's not gonna work if you don't look like this and I was listening because I was like I didn't know shit I didn't know shit about the industry and I had this person telling me that I believed knew what they were talking about and I was so I was so hurt all the time but I thought that he was right and that's where I was wrong the entire time. And just hearing that made me very uncomfortable with how I presented myself physically. And then that just took a toll on my sexuality because uh, just liking women. And, like, I, I was like, I don't know what, I, mean, I just have no idea what the fuck is going on right now. Like, I am so uncomfortable with who I'm presenting myself as to people who don't know me and just see me but I'm also just very uncomfortable with who I actually am mm-hmm. so I didn't know who I was like I was just running away from both so that just put me at a place of like I don't know what the fuck is going on and I remember there was one night back to the beach from Bar, I'm sorry I got off on a tangent but <laughs> um, I went had this like oh my god I had this bun in my hair with like a shit ton of hairspray (laughs) I had this I had these clothes on that were just so not me I had a top on that was like just so not me and I remember I went out on that stage and it was my head like I was headlining the show I walked out and I was just like oh my god I was like I'm in front of 200 plus people right now, and I am so unbelievably uncomfortable. That was the first and only time that I had ever been on stage where I wanted to get off. Mm-hmm. Because I felt like I was lying to all of these people that paid money to go see me, and I was like, "Oh, I was like, I went through this like thing when I was on stage. Like I was on stage thinking this, and I was so uncomfortable, and I had to like pretend like I was okay." And I was like, I have all these people taking pictures of me, like I have all these people holding my hand, touching my hand. I'm like, this is not me. I'm lying to all of these people that are saying my music has helped them. And I'm like, that is so wrong. It's so wrong. And I it's like even wrong that I had to even feel like I had to lie to these people because who I am is not something that I should be ashamed of in the first place. Like that was never something that I should have been hiding. Mm-hmm. But after that, um that's me now and where I'm at in twenty twenty. But I after that show, like I had a I had a crisis. Like, I went, I remember I went home and I was taking the stuff out of my hair. Like, I had a sponge in my fucking hair. I'm like, I don't, <laughs> do my hair. I don't even do my hair. I don't do my makeup. And I had fake eyelashes on. I'm like, I don't wear fake eyelashes. Like, I don't even put makeup on. And I have all of this on. I'm like, what is happening? And I'm looking in the mirror and I'm just fucking losing my shit. And. I, after that, I was like, "Okay, so this is this has to change. Like, something has to change." And I started, you know, I had a really close friend of mine um Taj is like somebody I hold really close to my heart but he's a really great friend of mine who kind of just like helped me just by being around good people and like getting close with certain people and there's so many people I could name but um I got really close to somebody who helped me just navigate towards myself and reassured me that like I love you for who you are and everybody else is going to love you for exactly who you are whether that's like If that's Cassidy, who's comfortable just not doing her hair, and, like, Cassidy doesn't like to wear makeup, and she's a woman, and that's okay that she likes to do that, Mm -hmm. you know, and, like, you're comfortable presenting that way, and that's how people love you, and that's how everybody, your audience should love you, so I deleted, like, everything on my Instagram, I started going, like, um, I, I started just surrounding myself with people who are just, um, supportive of who i was and it took a while it was probably like a six-month process i went on this like bike trip for like two weeks i like took a bike with some of my friends to georgia we like cycled to georgia and like lived off of our bikes for two weeks oh my (laughs) gosh
0: that is awesome i don't bike
1: but that sounds so fun
2: (laughs) it that was like it was a healing process i mean like that was what set me on the path of like i had nothing i had three outfits (laughs) I didn't use my phone, and, like, I was just connected to what mattered, and it was, like, relationships and people, and, Mm -hmm. like, I went on the bike trip, and I was just connecting with all these people who had no idea who I was or, like, what music, if I even did music, they were just, like, they loved me for who I was just, like, by conversing and um, that was just a really important point in my life, and then I came home, shot the Professional Smiler music video, got in, uh, in touch with a really great manager, um, Kevin, who I love dearly, dearly, and he helped, and he, like, really, uh, he really, like, helped me, you know, like, I was very scared of just managers after that, and, like, I yeah. didn't want to go through what I had before, so he was also just, like, a really important thing for me, because he never ever made any comments still doesn't about anything physical about me like there were no little like sly remarks about like me being a woman and how i should be presenting myself sexually like there was no toxic toxic masculinity in that situation and it was really refreshing so that was like 2019 was like it took like six months for me to like figure it out and then we made professional smiler and that was like the, the thing that like shot it
0: off being able to hit a low at least for me, like, hitting a low, I-, I know immediately, I'm like, holy shit, like, this is a big low point, but I'm so stoked for the high point that's to come, and I, I feel like that's exactly what you did, like, you knew that you were just, like, it wasn't gonna happen, like, no, I can't go like on like this.
1: pointing pinpointing the exact moment. And
0: then you created, you know, the Cassidy King that everyone knows now.
2: Thank you. Oh my god, you guys are so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Can we be friends? We be oh, of like course. I'm so, so. I wish I could find a way to show you how I feeling in the deep. End. I don't want to fall for you until I know you mean it. I'm pitching.
0: So, why the name not so picture perfect?
2: So, not sure. Picture perfect had actually been a concept since right, like right when I got out of that situation that I was in in uh, like early 2019. That was just a project that I wanted to create, and the name had been the EP name for uh, quite some time before I even made the project. I knew exactly what I wanted to call it before I even like made the songs, which wow. never happens. Normally, it's like, oh, we'll make the project and then we'll name. We'll make the, like all of the songs in the project, and then we'll name it. But I knew that that was the statement that I wanted to make when I had like made it to the point where I was comfortable as an artist, and like that was the main statement, Like my first project, where I was going to be like, this is it. This is me, these are the stories, and this is what I want the concept to be. And it's just like, not so picture-perfect, it's just finding beauty within not being perfect. And that's the whole point. And the whole point is to not be perfect. And that's why it's beautiful. And nobody's perfect, you know, nothing ever is. And for me, um, I was going through a lot of identity things. And I had fallen in love for the first time when I was writing it. And I was able to tie in the battles of sexuality identity being in love with a woman being in love for the first time and all of these things but into one project that had mm-hmm. articulated everything at one time and i'm glad that it happened the way that it did loving you through a polaroid boy nothing is picture perfect losing myself in the ups and downs
0: well something I really love about the project is the, the track order. Uh, and specifically the Polaroid ending it sonically perfectly like it it just sounds like a goodbye and like you've overcome this like triumph and then it also you mix in the lyrics guess nothing is picture perfect which it just tie- it wraps up the album so perfectly it's like a little bow did yeah exactly wow, okay. so
1: did I have you Merry
0: Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> did you purposely work that line into Polaroid so
2: that was the song that stayed consistent throughout the project that was the Mm -hmm. only song that had been there for a while because that Polaroid was um done in September of 2019 it dropped in November of 2019 and that was the first song that we made kind of catered to that idea of not so picture perfect and like we made that song that was the first song which is interesting that was like the first song that we knew for sure was going to be on the project and it ended up being the outro But it was, yeah, it was catered to that idea of just like not being perfect, not being picture perfect at all. Not only myself, but just any relationship ever was never going to be. So that was like the, that I feel like is like the uh, the thesis statement of the project. Like I'm getting, you know, (laughs) but like that, that, that song just summed up the project so well Mm -hmm. and all of the feelings that team within it and it is so relatable to not only just being in love but just familiar like your family and relationships within that relationships with yourself and that's like I think I love that song so much and that's like that song means a lot to me and it says so many powerful things that I hold so close to my heart so
0: for when i listen to an album i'm it or an ep rather but i'm big into listening to it from start to finish and i love when it kind of tells a story and i mean obviously you you did that with this what was that process like obviously you had to eliminate some stuff um but mm-hmm. did you were you like i these are the songs this is the order or were you like this is the order let me erase some songs
2: yeah we actually made them in, in the story order of like how they actually happened really um, yeah, and, and there were, so Ashes and When I'm Gone were the only ones where we were like, okay, sonically, like, maybe we were debating which one would go first because they would, in the story, uh, like, both of them would have made sense no matter where they were. So we decided to make that decision where they were sonically mm-hmm. because they both, it, it wouldn't have mattered, like, where in. The, the track list they would have been just because it was they, those were so similar in just like timing of things that I felt. But um, wasted is basically infatuation, and it's that point where you're just like, I don't know if I can even fall for this person. I know for me, like, I get so scared before falling in love with people. It's like I only let people get so close, and then it like something happens where I'm like, Oh my god, do I let this person in? and most of the time it's like, Oh no, so I'll just like run away. There's always that moment where you're like, Is this person right? Are they gonna hurt me? Or do I let this person in? Are they going to be the person that makes me not fear that anymore? So there's always that like thing where you just don't know. And that's, that's what wasted is because Mm -hmm. I had just convinced myself for a long time that I wasn't worthy of a healthy love. And I think that all of us struggle with just like letting people who are good for you in. And that's something that I, that I went through a lot. And this was just like, when I had first met the the woman that this project is about, just like. Um, you just never know, like, you don't know if you're, if falling for this person is going to be right, so there's always, like, going back and forth. That's
0: infatuation.
2: And then Safe Places was when I was in love and that I fell in love and I got thrown into this triangle with two others and I felt like I was in competition for something and someone I loved and um didn't end up working out why Like, <laughs> I can't do anything about it because you're not good for me. Like I can, you can miss somebody without going back to them. That's that's like a realization from Abigail. Tell
1: me, are
2: you And um, When I'm Gone is, like, it's just that that moment where it's, like, okay, like, we're really done. Like, this is never going to go back to where it was. It could never. And no no matter how badly you want it to. And that was another song where I was just, like, missing the fuck out of that person. But I couldn't do shit about it. And that's, like, almost enough. That's just, like, another feeling that sucks is when you want somebody and something so bad but you know that they're so 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 bad for you that you could not have them back no matter how badly you wanted to actually that song is from the the male's perspective
0: um okay i was actually wondering that um just for like the pronoun usage i i that's what i figured
2: talking about just like closure within speaking on certain stories this ashes is obviously it sounds like i'm saying does she fuck you better like i'm being cheated on yeah but um but i was in a way um but yeah. I wanted to write a song from his perspective because that also brings clarity to the situation of maybe let's think about like how he felt. Let's not only think about how I felt. It's like, I'm going to be empathetic with this person because he's getting fucked with too. Mm-hmm. And that's what that song is about. It was written in the in the, the man's perspective of like uh, the relationship and his outlook and how he felt.
0: Was this man ever, uh, if you don't mind me asking, of course, was was he ever aware?
2: You know, I think so, but not to the the fullest extent. I think both of us were
0: Mm -hmm.
2: only listening to what we wanted to hear. And I think that's another powerful thing that love does is that we only choose to listen to things that we want to hear, not what is being told to
0: us. (laughs) Definitely.
2: (laughs) Like the truth. Um, But I think we were both to the same extent unsure but sure at the same time I definitely knew of his presence and he knew of mine but it was just very confusing because it's sexuality so it's like so many different things and emotions that are going around
0: mm-hmm.
2: and you know I felt for him it was never like fuck you you know it was always like holy shit like I understand like I, I don't hate you it was always like we were in it together <laughs> you know what I mean like yeah. we were going through the same thing we were fighting for the same person and like It was just, we were both in love and I understood and I got it. And that made me just like understand it even more. So that's, it was just from um, his perspective. just the moment of like, okay, I'm done. I'm I'm getting away from the (laughs) situation, and I'm gonna fill it with love. And that was like the whole point. It's just like, okay, I love the situation. I don't. I wish maybe that it didn't happen, but I'm glad that it did because I was able to learn a lot. And that's just what Polaroid is. It's like a powerful statement of saying like, I need to let go. Like, I need to move on. And that was kind of the wrap up of the whole project.
0: I mean that was a perfect summary of the EP. I, I think hearing that extra insight too, because obviously, I mean, I can uh, listen to it mindfully and, and try to create my own uh, meanings for each song. But to hear it from the source is really awesome, and I can't wait on my drive home to to listen from start to finish. And and now that I know the story behind it, yeah.
2: Now you got the now you got the the
0: tea. All the tea. I mean, now not so picture perfect. It's it's in the world. It's out in the world. How are you feeling?
2: I feel good. I mean, I was, I I just worked on it for so long that I was just so ready for people to hear it, and I had grown so much as an artist, just in quarantine, because we did a lot of this during quarantine, Mm -hmm. and um, I was just excited for people to hear my growth, and, like, for me to just, like, give people me, because I, I, like, wanted it so bad, and I was just, like, I just feel like people need to hear me. Like, I have a voice, people need to fucking hear it, because it's gonna (laughs) help, and, like, i just need this to be out for the world to hear i just knew that it was something it was such a powerful story that was gonna just help people and i was i'm just i feel it feels good it feels like i just in hearing reactions and just like hearing you guys it's just it's great so i'm really excited i can't wait for more people to hear it's like i just can't wait for people to really indulge in and connect with the stories
0: I, I always hate asking, like, what's next after you just break down a brand new EP? But I know you're working on something, and it's coming out in 2021.
2: Yeah, of course. I'm, I'm working on a new project right now. Um, we're going to be doing some acoustic versions that will finish out twenty twenty. 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, from the EP, we're going to do an acoustic version for Wasted, Abigail, and Take Places. And so I'll be doing videos for those, and then I'll end up probably dropping those on Spotify for, like, release uh maybe top of 2021 we'll we'll see what happens you know how dates are like I just I try to stick within them but sometimes they just change they change yeah I'm working on a project with the same producer who I worked with on not so picture perfect um you know just the story now is hurt people hurt people and after I had gotten out of that relationship which was the first relationship that I had ever been in I went through uh I hurt a lot. I hurt people that I did not intend to hurt just because I was hurt. And I was, I think people, when they get out of relationships, they be in, in some instances, like for me in my, my situation, I became very reckless and I was being reckless with other people's emotions because I was hurt and I was lonely and I was just looking for a person because I was lonely. And I ended up hurting a lot of people in the process and had to face a lot of things that I had just not acknowledged for a long time that happened in my relationship and in my childhood to just be a healthy person and to be able to be loved in a healthy way and to love in a healthy way because I had never really learned. So this whole entire year, I had just been working on that and just being able to accept love and to love someone the right way, in a healthy way. And that's kind of the, the people the people I hurt after I got out of a really tough relationship because it happens, you know? It's like, first person you love can really fuck you up and can really hurt um, hurt you. And then you kind of go through that phase after. So it's the, it's the whole after the fact.
0: It's also, like, hard to let yourself be comfortable with hurting others because i mean no one like you said no one's picture perfect there are going to be times when you upset people that you care about
2: yeah and it's like it's the whole project it's like i it's i was self-destructing during the project that i'm making now it's like it's almost just like rebirth through self-destruction and just like um you know sometimes you have to go through certain things and i had gone through a period where i was just unintentionally doing things and they didn't do much good for me so i ended up just hurting people the same way i was afraid to get hurt Mm -hmm. so that's not right
1: it's like a barrier like you're not gonna let it happen again so
2: yeah it's actually i can't say the title of the album because i'm like damn what if i
1: change it but Mm -hmm. what you just said is such a a teaser
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh excited Yeah, you got the you got the little teaser
2: in there.
0: (laughs) Thank you for one, like telling us that. Obviously, anytime it's a new release, people want to be hush hush. But also, thank you for opening up about. It's not easy to you know say you've hurt someone as well as talk about like your struggles and whatnot. So I we really appreciate you being so honest. And I mean, I know that's kind of your thing, but you're talking to two strangers right now who are sitting (laughs) under a blanket. So (laughs) thank you.
1: A blanket with a mannequin. Yeah. (laughs) Oh <laughs> uh, God! I'm actually talking to a mannequin, so this is my <laughs> therapist. So thank you, mannequin. Well,
0: we look forward to <laughs> your new projects to come in 2021. No rush, of course, but hurry up. Um, <laughs> no rush. <laughs> okay. You only
1: have uh, 30 days.
2: You guys will be. You'll love it. I'm so excited for you to hear it. It's it's a work in progress. I want to make it like I want to. I gotta take it up a notch after not so picture perfect. So I'm just gonna be working on that.
1: shit we just did that
0: <laughs> that's honestly the same reaction that i have because that conversation Devin, and and i can tell by your face right now uh, was honestly everything that i ever want when i get to chat with an artist
1: it was honestly so wild
0: it was like we got to well I, I i was gonna say we got to really kind of meet her but i think it's it's cool because her music is a great way of meeting her as well because she's so authentic obviously we get to see more playful side of her when we get to chat with her um which I, i just thought was really awesome we really got the full cassidy king experience with that conversation and she was such a delight to to chat with and i it was just a privilege to even have her on our cell phone
1: be in the presence yeah via cell phone
0: yeah it's like, amazing. I know. And I know that, you know, one day she'll be headlining some show somewhere, and I'll be like at the front row supporting her. Like that. I'll I'm... be
1: like, I was your sharpet.
0: <laughs> and she'll be like, who, who are you?
1: I'll be like, I don't know. The little blonde girl. I'm not sure.
0: And you know what? I feel like she'd put on a kick-ass show, too. I can't wait. To I, she
1: gives me, like, Chelsea Cutler concert vibes. I don't know why.
0: Mm, mm, yeah, like a, a very loyal fan yeah. base with and a bunch like of shared experiences.
1: Such an atmosphere. Intimate. Intimate. Intimate.
0: Mm, mm. Yeah, honestly, right I'm super stoked. If, hey, Cassie, if you're listening this far, if you're ever in Boston... Can you you give us free tickets? I don't want to pay. No, just kidding. I would literally drop bills to see her. (laughs) Anyhow, (laughs) make sure you go support Cassidy King on all social media, please. You can find her
1: at Cassidy with two Y's King on Instagram.
0: Yes, and her debut EP, Not So Picture Perfect, is now streaming on the Music You're Missing playlist, so go check it out on Apple Music and Spotify. Devin, where can the people find you on social media?
1: They can find me, first of all, at the Music You're Missing Instagram account. I'm really easy to find there. Mm. Or else you can find me at Devin underscore O'Haren.
0: And you can find me at Brendan Gennetti. <laughs> I'm not going to spell that out for you. Uh, but if you go to at Music You're Missing, we're tagged in the bio. Exactly. You know what, if you go Why am I doing baby voice? Oh, my God. It's because I'm tired. It's because I'm tired. It's like 9 o'clock, and I woke up at, like, 6.
1: Thank you, Cassidy King. You're a true – for Cassidy King, you're a true queen.
0: And we love you. Bye.
1: This podcast is brought to you by Progressive. Are you thinking more about how to tighten up your budget these days? Drivers who save by switching to Progressive save over $700 on average, and customers can qualify for an average of six discounts when they sign up. A little off your rate each month goes a long way. Get a quote today at Progressive.com Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National Annual Average Insurance Savings by New Customers Surveyed in 2020. Potential savings will vary. Discounts vary and are not available in all states and situations.